revival. Okay, how many of you have been mostly consistent? Maybe you missed a day or two here then, right? Yeah, me too. Listen, I just got back from Disney World and like I went to bed one night and I was like, oh, snap, I told you I'd read my Bible. So, um, you can just, are you comfortable there, man? Okay, great, great, great. So, hey, um, I wanted to, uh, uh, so I was thinking about how in the world am I going to attack this topic today? And um, I was doing some research and I came across a statistic. It's on your U version plan. Um, does anybody have that pulled up by chance? Is anyone like looking right at that? Okay, because I'm going to butcher the statistic because I'm going to go off memory and I don't have it. But there's a stat about a percentage of people who read the Bible regularly. Okay, and I believe the stat was in the 20s or 30s per- percent. So, survey among Christians or just among people, the question was, how many of you read the Bible regularly? And um, on this survey, again, I think it was like 27 to 30% said, I read the Bible regularly, okay? Here's the question then. What is regularly, right? Like, if you read the Bible regularly, how often is regularly? How many of you would think, have a question or, or, or have an answer, what you think the answer would be for reading the Bible regularly without looking at my, my notes? Anyone got one? How, what would you say, I read the Bible regularly? How often would that be? Every couple days, right? Maybe once a week. Do you think once a week would be considered regular, yes or no? Show of hands. Not really. So if your hands are up, you're saying, if you only read the Bible once a week, that's not considered regularly, right? Okay, ready? Here's, here was how the statistic qualified it. If you read the Bible two or three times a year, that's regular. Does anyone think that that's just an insane stat? Yeah, so if you check yes on this survey, meaning you read the Bible at least two or three times a year, only 20 to 30% of people say that they read the Bible that regularly, one or two times a year, okay? That's crazy. Guys, listen, here's the truth about God's Word. God's Word is living and active, and it is sharper than any two-edged sword, and it divides uh, our, our thoughts and our motives. Guys, the Bible is what gives us our path in life in a lot of ways. And so we at Liberty Heights, we say that the Bible is totally sufficient uh, and totally uh, authoritative in our lives, okay? Here's another staggering stat. Uh, they surveyed youth groups across America, and one in five, so 20% or so, so if you look around the room, one in five, so look at your table, that's about one of you, right, at your table, one in five feel a closeness to God. Well, that's pretty good, right? Like, yeah, cool. One in five say they feel absolutely no closeness to God whatsoever. So again, look at your table. One other person there would say that. that those are just stats, right? And hopefully that's, ours are higher, okay? But James 4, 8 tells us that if we draw near to God, that he promises that he will draw near to us. And so for the month of October, in a lot of ways, what we've been trying to do is challenge you guys to read the Bible and to read God's Word. And so in that same new version plan, uh, there's a text group that's been going on for the last two weeks. If you have a phone, I want to encourage you to jump into that and engage with the rest of us who are trying to read God's Word every day for a month, okay? There's other tools, there's other resources that you can do uh, to read God's Word. But here's my experience. Um, show, like, someone give me an example. When I say, hey, read God's Word, okay, what does that mean to you? How would you actually approach it? Like, what is a way in which you read God's Word? Someone give me just an example. 
<laughs> anybody, anybody, anybody? Hi, Molly. What happened to you? I don't want to talk about it. You got, you got eggs on you? But we got it out. It's okay. All right. Show of hands. How many of you? Give me. Someone give me an example. If I tell you go home and read the Bible, what would you do? Like, what would you actually do, Emma? What would you actually do? Wait, like, what would I? Yes. Okay. So if you said I told you to read the Bible and read the Bible, then I would go home and I would read. What would you read? What would you read? How would you know what to read? Okay, so you choose the book of John. So you opened the book of John where you left off last time, probably. Okay, and after you're done reading, then what do you do? You take some notes and you pray about it. Okay, good. Anybody else have a different way that you personally read God's word? Yeah, Lucas. Okay, so you turn to Genesis. Coolest book, okay. Um, all right. Okay, and then you just read it. You take notes like Emma. You're not quite at that level yet. Okay, so so she opens Bible and reads a section. You open Bible and read a section. Regardless of if it's John or Genesis, right? Anyone do anything differently when it comes to reading God's Word? Anyone out there have devotionals? Like, ever read a devotional before? Okay, so you read your growth thing. Okay, which we've provided that. But again, it's a very similar thing. Uh, Larkin, as I say, hey, you read this section of scripture and then take three observations or three takeaways. Have you guys ever used a devotional, a version devotional or anything like that? Okay, so you read a section of scripture and then you read what somebody else tells you about that section of scripture, right? That's kind of what a devotional is. So you maybe read uh, five verses in John and then someone who wrote that devotional says, here's what this means and here's how you apply it to your life, right? Anyone else got a different method for reading the Bible? So here's my fear, here's my experience, here's my question. I think that those are the two main ways, and there's nothing wrong with any of those ways, by the way. Emma, great job. Lucas, great job. All of you reading devotionals, great job. Those are all great jobs and ways to engage with God's Word. But do you know there are several other different ways that you can engage with God's Word? You probably know that there is somehow, but you don't even know how to go about doing that. So that's what, at your table, um, you all should be able to have a packet that says 10 creative ways to read the Bible. 10 creative uh, Bible reading ideas, okay? So everyone should have one. And uh, who's back there? Derek, can you get, uh, there's a pen box right in front of you. Can yep. you bring and make sure everybody has a pen or pencil? So what we're going to do is we're going to give you guys the gift of time. Alright, more often than not, you come in here and you listen to me gamer on for 20 or 30 minutes, and then you break and you talk about it in small group, and then you never have any time in here to actually apply what we're talking about. But today, that's what we're going to give you, is the gift of time. And so as you, as you rifle through that packet, there are 10 different creative ways to engage with God's Word. These are, uh, there's nothing wrong with devotional, and there's nothing wrong with inductive Bible study. Those are the two ways that we've talked about so far. But these are ten different ways above and beyond that, okay? And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to have Alec put a timer on the screen for ten minutes, okay? And I'm going to give you ten minutes to complete one of these. You don't have to complete number one. You can go all the way to number eight, number ten, number seven. But this is you and the Lord, all right? Time alone with God. 
And then after the end of 10 minutes, I am going to put another timer on and give you another 10 minutes to try another one of those, okay? And then when we're done with that, you'll have eight remaining. You can take this home. You can use it in your own quiet time, your own devotional time. And you're also then going to break into your small group, and you're just going to unpack what you thought about this. <coughs> Sorry, I'm dying. What you thought about this method of Bible study, what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it, um, how it might help you in the future, or whatever, okay? So, uh, does everyone understand what I'm asking of you right now to do? Just at your table, time alone with God. We'll put some um, Christian worship music softly, softly on in the background. Um, but when the timer hits 10, <coughs> I'll get back up here, and I'll prompt you guys to move on to another section. Okay, any questions? If you have questions, find your leader or find me, and just go up and ask them. Don't ask other people at your table. Don't interrupt. Give them this same gift of time. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get that timer rolling, and we'll get some music softly playing so you guys can spend some time. Ready, set, go. All right, in just a minute, I'm going to send you guys to your groups, and you can unpack this and talk about it a little bit more in depth. If you have your Bibles or on your phones, if you want to turn with me to Joshua chapter 1, I'm just going to show you something real quick out of verse 8 in Joshua chapter 1. So it's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, so number 6 in your Bible. Um, Gen uh, Exodus or so through the end of Deuteronomy, Moses was the leader of Israel and the people of God. And right at the end of Deuteronomy is when Josh, or, I'm sorry, when Moses passes away. And so Joshua takes over and assumes leadership from Moses. And so there's all this um, challenge and charge coming from the Lord to Joshua. And so I want you to look with me at verse 8. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. And so here's what he says to Joshua and the people kind of subsequently. He says, study this book of instruction continually. If you have a pen and you want to circle the word continually, I would. So study this book of, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. And then underline this part. So you will be sure to do everything written in it. And then this part is the most crucial. If you have a pen, you want to circle it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. If I were to get up in front of you guys at like a graduation speech or something like that, my guess is most of you would have aspirations for succeeding in life. And so when you look at God's word, his instruction to you is to continually and day and night meditate on his word. And only then will you succeed in everything that you do. Guys, I've said this before to you, but at some point in your life, your church experience will not involve smashing eggs on your head. Okay? You will not be in student ministry anymore. And that's a good thing. We want you to move out and graduate. But <laughs> I believe the most important skill for you guys to develop is a way to feed yourselves spiritually. And so what I'm hoping that this little packet will do is will spark creativity and, and almost like, um, how many of you have ever like lifted weights before? Okay, so you know that you can't just do the same exercise every single day. At some point you need to confuse your muscles, right? So that you can help them grow in a new way and in a new um, 
like it's it's you're doing it differently, and so that the next day you're you're experiencing soreness because you're like use your muscles in a different way. And in the same way, I think many of us have probably approached Bible reading the same way for your whole life. And so I'm hoping that this little resource is just going to give you some creative ways to look at God's Word differently. Because like I said, I think the most important skill that you can grasp after leaving our student ministry is how to grab God's Word for yourself and grow from it and learn from it, okay? But listen, it's alright if it's hard, it's alright if it takes time. This is a safe place to ask those questions, to fail together, um, and to lean in and learn in that way as a small group. And so that's what I'm going to have you do the rest of our time this morning. And I want you to break up, and I want you guys back in your groups to unpack this a little bit. And how can you take this resource and move forward in a new way? Um, and so like I said, so let me, hey, let me, before you guys leave, sorry, let me pray for you, and then I'll send you off to your group, okay? Lord Jesus, we are so thankful that you're here with us this morning and that uh, we can come and run to your word. God, just as a reminder, um, help us to continue to seek after you, to draw near to you, to meditate on your word day and night. God, give us a desire, a hunger for your word. As we looked at a couple weeks ago in the book of Psalms, help us to hunger and thirst for it. God, help us to continue to remain um, committed to the, the commitment that we've made to read your word every day for the next 30 days. And God, for some of us, this is the first we're hearing about it. Um, help us jump in on that. God, be with our group. Help give us focus and um, determination as we talk through this. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.